Greetings and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Today we are looking for some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms. We're going to be looking at Psalm 53 today, which is only six verses long. Uh, But we are going to accompany it with uh, Romans chapter 3, because the Apostle Paul kind of goes into more detail and cites uh, this particular scripture uh, when talking about uh, salvation and justification and uh, righteousness, um, which comes through faith and those kind of things. Uh, So that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. Um, most of you uh, will have heard many of you. Psalm 53 is very popular. Uh, there's several points here in just these six verses. And it really speaks, I think, to the times that we're living in right now and the mindset of the people and the, the wickedness of humanity at this point. So, let's just stop rambling and take a look at it. Psalm 53, read from the King James Bible this morning. Six verses. Here's what it says. The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand, that did seek God. Every one of them has gone back. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Had the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat up my people as they eat bread? They have not called upon God. There were they in great fear, where no fear was, for God hath scattered the bones of him that encampeth against thee. Thou hast put them in shame, because God hath despised them. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Sion. When God bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Alright, so the first thing we notice is that God is and, and David is saying, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. Needless to say, there is a lot of fools on the earth, isn't there? And then we have some people who think of themselves as in their works. They think of themselves, they think of their works. And they think that they're being justified by how wonderfully well they observe the law. And, you know, it's all within themselves, right? The scriptures say here that God has looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that understood, if there were any that were actually seeking him. And he says, all, every one of them, they've, they've all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, not one. Now this theme that there is none good, I mean, it's confirmed by Jesus as an example. When he says, and Jesus is talking to like the young ruler who comes to him and 
Jesus and says, Good teacher, you know, what must I do to inherit the kingdom of God? And Jesus says unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. Jeremiah says that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And who can know it? This is not the first time that David makes this point either. If you go to chapter Psalm chapter 14, David says this stuff again. This is why it might sound familiar. He's already said this before. Psalms chapter 14, he says, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They have all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Now, let's go look at Romans chapter 3. And Paul is talking about God's righteousness and pointing out the fact that no one is righteous. And he's going to quote this psalm. So we're going to read Romans chapter 3 today to accompany our psalm. Here's what he says. Romans chapter 3. What advantage then hath the Jew? What profit is there in circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, but every man a liar as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous who hath taken vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid, then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abound through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come? Whose damnation is just? What then? Are we better than they? No. In no wise, for we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As it is written, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. Their throat is an open sepulture. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that what things soever the law saith... 
It saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law there shall be no flesh justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath sent forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood, to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God, to declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. Where is the boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? Nay, but by the law of faith. Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Is he the God of the Jews only? Is he not also of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also, seeing it is one God, which shall justify the circumcision by faith and the uncircumcision through faith. Do we then make the law void through faith? God forbid. Yea, we establish the law. That is Romans chapter 3. Paul's just making the point that if you think you're going to be justified by your works and by observing the law, you're kidding yourself because the reality is, is there is no one good. There is no one that really seeks after God. They've all become, they've all gone out of the way. They've all become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Of course, we know he's quoting Psalm 14, Psalm 53. He makes the point that the righteousness comes through faith in Messiah. Now, he's not saying we make void the law through faith. He says, God forbid that we do that. This is how we establish the law. I often say, your actions demonstrate what you truly believe. So why you might obey God because of your faith in Messiah and because you're filled with the Holy Spirit, because the scriptures say this is how we know that we love God, talking about the Apostle John, we obey his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. The point that Paul's trying to make is that is not what the modern church teaches, which is send your heart out because it's all through faith anyway. That's not what he's teaching. He's teaching you're not going to be justified by the law. Scriptures say that your works are filthy rags before God. He's saying that there's actually no one good and that it's through faith in Messiah that you will be saved. And of course, saved people, people who are in right relationship with God, live that out by the way they're through their actions. Right? Does that make sense? This is a, this is the part that people get so confused about. And it's because the church has taught this lukewarm nonsense that there's no reason to obey anything, right? Just do what feels good and just claim Jesus and you'll be fine. That's just not the truth. 
And so I'll say it again, you are not justified by your works. That comes through faith in Messiah and trusting in his finished work on the cross, but your actions will demonstrate what you truly believe. I mean, Paul even makes it very clear throughout all of his other writings that the that people who do these who who do these fleshly things, who walk in the flesh, are not going to inherit the kingdom of God. If you go to Galatians chapter five, verse nineteen, he says, "Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these: adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred." Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such alike, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, Paul says, Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, or adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. The Apostle Paul says this kind of stuff all the time. He also believes that your actions matter based on if you read his word. And the Colossians chapter 3 verse 6 he says, For which things sake the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. I think the point of today's message is, is your only hope is through the shed blood of Messiah. So those who are relying on their own works are going to be gravely disappointed because many are going to stand before him on that day saying, haven't I done this? Haven't I done that? And he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. It's about a relationship with God which should create within you righteousness and holiness. Not because of your own self, but because of your relationship with him. And then because you believe, you truly believe, then you'll start to live that out in your life. Maybe not perfectly so, but increasingly so. I often say I'm not who I want to be, but I'm not who I used to be. We're constantly growing in our walk and our faith. Well, that is enough rambling from me for one mor- for one morning. I pray you've been blessed by this message this morning. If you have, I'd love to hear about it. Please consider supporting this work, scriptureandprophecy.com. You can become a Patreon subscriber or PayPal. You could also just purchase the book, The End of Days, a 30-day devotional, by going to scriptureandprophecy.com forward slash book. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.